Molly. And it's about time for true crime. Hey. Stop it. Oh my god. Knock Get it your off. Seriously. Own line. Like, figure out a different word to say. No. No. No, you. No, no. No, jinx. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already got me a Dr. Pepper, That's so true. I'm not mad. Um, you which, are weird for liking Dr. Pepper, by the way. I don't think I am. I, it's a superior soda. I see. I've, I almost said pop, and then your entire voice just went through my head. It's not pop. Because it's not. <laughs> it pops. Yeah, but it's not pop. At least we're not the South. We don't call it Coke, even when it's not Coke. What is it my grandfather he used to call it tonic? <laughs> There's all the... What is? What do they say in the South? They they'll call it all Coke, like an orange Coke, oh. like an orange soda. Oh, I guess if it's all made by Coca Cola, I could see where they could get that. Yeah, but pop just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But I like Dr Pepper. It's good. It's superior. I don't know. I think Coke is. Well, you have a limited palate. You know what I really don't like. I'll be what? honest. <laughs> Sprite. Um, Sprite I like better than ginger ale. Oh no, ginger ale like calm. Well, at least for me, like calms my stomach. It's like always what I had when I had a little belly ache. I we used to do that with Sprite and Seven Up. Sprite, ugh. Sprite to me just like it tastes like lemon lime, like water up your nose. Mm Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, absolutely. No, it does. It does. (laughs) And I get it. Um. And I only associate it with being sick though. So that's probably why. Like I don't think I'd ever have a Sprite for fun. Like you wouldn't order that. No. Like, I wouldn't be like, mm, I'm having a burger. I'm just going to get, like, a little Sprite with that. Ugh. Yeah, no, I can see that. You know what was fucked? What? When we were kids and lunchrooms used to make you, like, eat a burger with milk. Oh. Isn't that? Ugh. Heinous. Awful. Disgusting. It, nasty. Horrible. Uh-huh. Not into And it. the funny thing was, is, like, so I have the palate of, like, a... I'm going to say like a 12-year-old. Agreed. I'm like getting a little bit older. I'm trying. (laughs) You are. No, you are. Because I think when we met, it was probably like a 10-year-old. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, we're getting there, people. Progress is is progress. All right. And I I don't like plain milk. I just don't. No, that's fair. I also hate when people say milk. Yes. It's an I. It's It's milk. It's fucking milk. It's It's not milk. It's the same with pillow. No. It's a pillow. I-P-I-L-L-O. Pillow. (laughs) Say it with me. Pillow. I, ugh. But it's, it's like obnoxious, right? Yeah. Anyway, I don't like milk. And I really, I only like chocolate milk. Chocolate milk is superior. I don't mind milk in coffee, but that's coffee flavored milk. So. Well, that, that's just like, that's just aiding the coffee. I'm not drinking because yeah. I like milk. That's fair. Like it's, it's added for, in tea. It's like, it's, it's helping the tea out. Yeah. It's giving this a better profile. Yeah. It's, just, it's in a support role. Right. It's not the main character. And that's fine. Milk in support, great. Correct. Milk on its own, bad. I'm glad we can agree on that. And yeah. someday you'll come around on the Coke thing. But anyway, um, none of them are good for us, so we should drink your water, people. Yeah, it's true. And also, we are the only species that drinks another species' milk. So just, like, jot, jot that down and stick it in your back pocket. Like, we don't have to like milk. That's okay. It's not ours. It's weird. True. But, like, what even is oat milk? Oat milk is literally oats blended with water, like a little bit of vanilla usually, and like maybe a teaspoon of sugar to even out the vanilla. People are like, I love almond milk, and I'm like, it doesn't, it's not milk. <laughs> no, I like oat milk, and this is going to sound it's so weird. It's a smoothie. Weird. It is a smoothie, first of all. Um, and then you like 
use a nut bag to get all of the leftover parts of like you the use what say it slower a nut bag <sighs> okay <laughs> sorry that just got me off guard you yeah so well, it's basically just like a strainer but super super thin so like no blended up oat particles are in there but this is gonna sound so gross but for those of you who know you know um Oat milk is the only milk alternative that kind of coats your mouth the same way that normal milk does. Ew. It's weird, but uh. it's weirder when it doesn't. Like almond milk, fine. Takes a lot of water, by the way, but fine. Um, But like, it just feels like weird flavored water. Oat milk at least kind of feels like there's something creamy there, you know? Uh. Yeah. It's I all, know. thinking about it, it's all, I don't know. I just, I wasn't the kind of person that like, Got home from school, had a chocolate chip cookie, and was like, ah, I need milk with this. It was like, oh, I will have water. Thank you. See, for me, milk is a support role for cookies. No. Interesting. I don't even really like milk in cereal. No, that's fair. Although. I will like a dash of milk, if you will. Supreme is milk in cocoa pebbles, and then it makes it chocolate milk. That's true. And then you drink that. Yes. No, I can do that. But like, I would never have Cheerios with milk. I will just eat the Cheerios. No, that's fair. Like a heathen, like hand like in. Like an animal. Like in a bag. And there's no like, cute way to like eat Cheerios out of Mm-mm. a bag because your hand make this, makes this really awkward fist little yep. raccoon looking. <laughs> like, and then it's, they're all just teeny tiny little things. Yeah, so and you then don't they want them fall to like, out. fall out. Yeah. And then you try to put them in your mouth and you try to get up under your hand. Yeah. There's just no cute and way. And either you're like putting your entire fist in your mouth or you're like using your tongue to like lick up. Yeah. Or your, yeah. <laughs> like your lips are out <laughs> way too much. Yeah. It's like I, you're trying to <laughs> avoid getting your lipsticks. We're doing a lot something. of hand movements here that they can't, <laughs> can't see. see. Um, but you guys get it. I know I hope, you do. I hope you were able to follow along with that. And you know what I mean. But it's there's so just true. something very humbling about having to eat Cheerios, I think. Yeah. I think there's something humbling about having to eat anything small and plentiful from a bag. Yeah. You have to be very choosy. Like, am I going to eat one at a time? Mm-hmm. Of course not. No. But that's the trade I make. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's all about sacrifice. I look nice and I do one at one eensy, teensy, little, I almost called them Oreos, Cheerios at a time. <laughs> Or you're going fist in. And you know, it's a fist in. Yeah. That's fine. And if you try to like, like you know, from the bag or something, like mm-hmm. tilt it up, then you get dust in your eyes. Oh my gosh. And it's a catastrophe. Dust. No, it's so bad. It's horrible. And it's an avalanche. It comes nothing, at you quick. Not one thing is worse than spilling cereal, especially teeny tiny cereal that you have to clean up each and every one after you've made the mess. Especially if you don't have a dog that you can be like, hey. Oh my gosh, buddy. Look. I have a treat. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway. Well, that was a tangent. Anyway, um, we're here to talk about something a lot worse than that. Yeah, but actually, this one's pretty good. This is our first survivor story. Okay. It'll be exciting. It's rough. I will give that. Okay. But it is good. So it's a tough ride, but we'll get through it. Yeah. And there's light at the tunnel. Oh, there's a good light at the tunnel. At the tunnel. At the end of the tunnel. <laughs> there's light just in the tunnel. <laughs> the tunnel is You know the so tunnel with the light. Right. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, gosh. We're okay. recording, like, very late at night, which yeah. I think you guys might be able to hear in my voice because I am still over getting yeah. over whatever this thing. cold flu shenanigan thing has been. It's been it's been an adventure. I really don't think we had the same thing because mine was in and out in, like, four days. No, you actually ended up being fine. You had, like, a, yeah. a day or two of, like, shit. It was, a, it was a minor cold, for sure. But I got, like, full body yeah. slammed. Yeah, you were hit by a truck. I was hit by, like, a Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> no, a Vespa, like, ran over your foot. Yeah. I, like, s- 
like no you laid down in front of like a semi no for real <laughs> i got hit by the the bus on campus but like that was flying not the one that you want to get hit by no to get free tuition that's just like oh like maybe i like yeah like, oh a little sprain my shoulder oh. or something and then i'm like have to milking pop that. back in and you're like oh yeah. my heart's so bad yeah no no no. Yeah. i got like the guy was flooring he was texting and yeah. i went flying and he was like oh you're graduated right yeah nice. no he, and he didn't give a <laughs> shit too he kept going actually Ugh. ass dick <laughs> okay oh my god Let's stop talk. distracting me all right so you guys definitely um are in for a surprise because it's me on thursday hey hey um this is abby if you don't know actually if you're new to this by the way hi my name is abby i'm Allie. Hey. and our voices sound very similar i've been told so here we are and Norm- i'm sick so i sound extra like worse yeah actually that is probably helpful because it makes us a little more differentiated yeah i'm the nasally one apparently just for now for now don't worry i got it normally no (laughs) no 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 it's so funny um oh sam and i were talking and i was like i feel like my voice is finally back to normal like do i sound extra nasally and they're like no and they're like not that you don't have a little bit of it anyway not to be mean and i was like (laughs) that's not mean i just know it that's true (laughs) i don't think you do at all no i have teeny tiny nostrils my nose isn't big enough no i think you have like a disney princess voice that's very sweet no i think no i think that's just because you hear my customer service voice no you but you do have that hello yeah no seriously you sound like snow white seriously All the little like birds and cockroaches come out. Ew, not the cockroaches. Have you seen Enchanted? Yes. I think that's probably where my fear of cockroaches came from. I was like, in your home. <laughs> yeah. They're making a new one. I saw that. I'm kind of excited. Patrick Dempsey looks good. The other guy, which he is always looks good. Is it, is it um is it Marsden? Is that what it is? James Beats Mars, me. Something like that. He just ages like fine wine. Oh my gosh. I'd like to eat cheese with him. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good bear. That's where my brain goes. You talk about wine. I'm like, cheese. <laughs> cheese and apples and I yum. am from the Midwest. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I know. All right. Guys, stop distracting us. Seriously. Okay. Good God. All right. So I'm sharing the story of Tracy Thurman, who is now Tracy Modisic. Okay. That's how I'm going to say it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I really want to say Moskowitz. That's not her name. I don't know where that name came from. Okay. But that's not it. So... She is now Tracy Modisic, but for the sake of the story, she is Tracy Thurman. All right. And I will, you know, change that when it is appropriate. But um, she is a bad ass survivor. I am so excited to tell her story and just like share this with more people if they haven't heard it. I have not heard this. I first learned about this, which was a deeper dive in a podcast called Targeted. And it was season two of Targeted. So if you wanted to go in, their entire season two, I think, is dedicated to Tracy's story. Okay. So it is a great deep dive. She really goes in depth. And it is a professor from another school who does this podcast. And I think they're on season three or four now. But I had to do like a project on it when I was an undergrad. So... I thought it was cool and it was particularly influential for me uh, just because of her successes, but also because how the failures in the system, she made successes for other people. Okay. So I am just going to throw in a really big trigger warning here. This case is literally riddled with domestic violence. 
Um, and the son, CJ, is not a direct victim of physical violence, but he is young in this story. So he's like two to three for most of this. Huh. And he is witness to a lot of it. So if this is going to be touchy or a sensitive topic or you've been touched by it in any way and want to skip through, please feel free to do that. But do know that at the end of this, there is going to be a list of resources for anybody touched by domestic or intimate partner violence just so that it's out there. If you want to just skip to that part, too. Right. You can certainly do that. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, like, if you don't want the story and you just need the resources or if you just want to skip, totally fine. Um, if you want to just go forward to the end, you'll hear it. And yes. then we'll talk about the resources. So. All right. Tracy is a friend, a mother, a survivor, and a total badass boss babe. Okay. Um, she survived her attack and her abuser, not without loss. This did include a major fight for her life and countless time rebuilding. So we're going to rewind all the way back to the magical year of 1985. And I do believe both of our stories this week actually come from 1985. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. So 1985, we're here for you. Um, Bowling for soup. No, mine last week was 1985. Okay. Two Thursdays in a row. Mine this week. Is 1995. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. We're in the 90s, guys. I guess we will uh, bump that up next week. I'll work on one sooner. But, <laughs> uh, we, yeah, well, we're before the 2000s, so we'll bump that up. This is a great story. And Tracy is a fucking badass. So, she's okay. a badass bitch. Tell me about her. So, yes. Let's get into this badass boss babe. In 1985, Tracy won a lawsuit granting her $2.3 million from the town of Torrington, Connecticut, oh, where okay. our story takes place. So, we're in New England. Okay. Yes. Tracy was born in 1962, I think. Um, I don't blame her, but I could not really find a birthday out there for Tracy. Um I did see in an article in March of 1992 that she was 30. So that would lead me to believe that would lead me to believe that she was born in 1962 or late 1961. Okay, so we got a good ballpark there. Right, right. So she grew up seemingly close with her parents and actually had to drop out of high school early in the 10th grade to take care of her mother, who had a really hard fight with cancer. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, it was so hard. And she was 17 when her mother passed. It's terrible. Yeah. And in the wave of all of this heartache and like so young, too, she ends up meeting this man named Charles Thurman, who went by Buck. Okay. And Buck worked in construction nearby, and they hit it off, like, immediately. I'm just thinking Uncle Buck, and this is not where this is going. I Not at all. Um, Would have been better if it were John Candy. It would have been so much better if it was John Candy. Yeah. So not great. And like I said, they hit it off immediately, and they had a really good time together. She did report that they, like... You know, he used to hit things like walls or whatever in apartments when they first started dating, but she didn't really ever think it could be her. And then the first time he hit her, she she says to date like she wasn't scared. She was like, I hit him right back. Like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, OK, queen, like stand your ground, I guess. Um, Dang. But that obviously escalated far more into something so scary and life threatening for Tracy that she couldn't have known was coming granted there are red flags and we'll see them along the way but it's nobody's fault when they're the victim of domestic violence whether or not 
you know, you thought he was going to calm down or whatever, because as we see, she didn't bring that on herself. No, like it was not anything that she did or could have prevented. But abusers will abuse. <laughs> you know, that's right. So Tracy said that he hit her again that first time. It was just a few months before she ended up getting pregnant. Oh, God. Though she doesn't say that she was afraid then and she hit him right back. She also said that she didn't think it was going to spiral. You know, like we were just talking about. She thought it was one time. Mm-hmm. And as she got pregnant, I believe things got better. Um, that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? It's exciting. It's this hope of a family, like you're getting into it. But about four months into getting pregnant with their son, CJ, they got married because he really wanted to. And she, she has always said, like, she didn't really want to get married, but she was not ready to end it. Okay. And they were starting a family. So that's what you did. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so Buck and Tracy were married for a short while after a long and tumultuous beginning to this relationship. Because if I remember correctly, they did end up taking a break somewhere in the middle. Um, she left. She said his drinking got way too bad. It was out of hand. Oh. And she didn't want to be around it. And then she ends up going back. And this is actually very, very common for victims of intimate partner violence and domestic violence. Just as a heads up, like if you know somebody who's going through this, usually the first time somebody leaves is not the last time they have to leave. No. And that makes sense because the whole toxic nature of these relationships is so cyclical that after a big event or something, there's so much doting. It's so loving. There is nothing like I've heard in reports like there's nothing like the aftermath because that person feels so bad for hurting you that they will do anything to make it up to you or they're you know they're pretending to but well you're getting yeah you're getting this like that's wave of love and adoration and it's like love bombing yeah and so which is really good it's like the kiss and makeup part yeah and you know I don't think it's uncommon to hear people say that they'll fight just to make up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is like that to an extreme and obviously to a violent extreme in a lot of abusive relationships. But, you know, including Tracy's. So they were married again a short while and they had a son, CJ, who is actually Charles Jr. After his dad, Charles, who goes by Buck. But we're just going to call him CJ. And eventually they split for the final time in 1982. So this could have been the whole story. And to be frank, it should have been the whole story. But that's not how it goes. The two split because of Buck's drinking and violence. It got bad. And when Tracy got pregnant, she was hoping that it would make it better. And regardless of whether or not it did for a time. But like I said, if I remember correctly, I believe it did. um, Buck got right off that wagon at some point. And he was violent and he was so angry that she did not want to be with him when they split in 1982 reportedly tracy had to call the police 19 times in eight months oh my god it's bad it does not get better and so buck and tracy like i said they got divorced in 1982 and tracy had moved out i think for like eight months but i believe she literally just turned like 20 like she was young oh i'm forgetting that she's that young yeah she dropped out of high school and they met at 17 so like over the next few years she's barely like what 20 22 by the time this is all over and their son isn't more than two years old so 
they had moved out for like eight months or so and the couple lived separately and Tracy did literally exactly what any victim of domestic violence is told to do and should do because in an ideal world all of the steps she took should have been enough protection for her like they just should have been it was gross negligence on this city's part and that is literally why she won millions of dollars Like I said, she does literally everything you're supposed to do. She left. She got space. And later, we'll see when things get worse. She calls the cops every single fucking time. Yeah. She covers her bases. So in November of 1982, Buck broke into Tracy's new apartment, the one that she had moved out of with CJ. And that's terrifying. He took CJ. And despite the landlord and Tracy calling the police and wanting to press charges, the Torrington the Torrington Police Department seemingly just, like, let it go. Oh, They were like, well, you're married. That's a son. And she's like, he does not live here. He cannot just come in here, and he cannot just take that kid. And there was no no contact order or anything like that? No restraint? Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. And so he broke in, and even the landlord was like, he's on my property. I don't want him there. Yeah. They did nothing. Could have him trespassed, yeah. Yep, but at least they did return CJ to Tracy. I'll give him that. Okay. Um, I This is the 80s. I guess, you know, we're probably still in the age of, like, the mom must be the ideal caretaker. And luckily, in this case, Tracy is. Yeah, so of the two, sure. That was good. Now, that, that matter was, quote, unquote, resolved without charging Buck, right? Oh, okay. So we fast forward a few days. And if we want to get specific, we fast forward four days to November 9th. And I believe Tracy was leaving court. Um, I think this was over a custody battle with CJ. Um, and this so poor kid is getting pulled in every direction. Yes, and, and you know, he, no matter how young he is, two. he feels like yeah. You there know, are, that. there are delays that are going to happen with that. Yeah. Oh, and as we'll a result it. of that, we'll talk about That's CJ horrible. later. And so. I don't think he was with her. I think he must have been in childcare or something because there was no charges of like endangering the welfare of a child after this. Uh But as Tracy's leaving this court, Buck sees her and he starts threatening her. Mind you, they're outside of a court. There is literally a police officer right across the street. Right. He does nothing until Buck like throws his fist through her windshield. Oh, my God. He broke her windshield. Do you know how hard you have to hit that? Mm hmm. Uh, he's a strong guy he's a big guy and so the police were watching and obviously once he smashed into her dashboard he was charged with get this disturbing the peace you are kidding me no that's it he was sentenced to six months in jail that was deferred on good behavior it was yeah for two years he didn't have to pay for the like no that is is the bare minimum it's like okay fix the wrong that you've done yep no no restitution Okay, None so of she's that. just SOL with the busted. Yeah. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Cute. That's safe for his son to have to be in the car with, too. I'm glad he's thinking of that. Yeah, no, he really cares about his son's well-being. It's yeah, very no, obvious. he's a family man for sure. And so he had this conditional release, right? This deferment is two years of good behavior. He isn't allowed to see Tracy, and he has to commit no more crimes. Okay. This could be the end of the story. I was going to say, I see that you've got like 10 pages there. So that's not where this ends. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a look at what actually happens. Tracy was threatened again and again and again and again. Like numerous occasions. To her face. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Even though he's been told for two years you cannot have contact with her. Correct. Okay. Yes. So, and all five immediately after this of the contacts that she's had with the threatens from Buck, she reports to the police. She says he's breaking this conditional bail. And it wasn't until Buck called her and literally to, like, on the phone to her directly was like, I am going to kill you like threatens her life that she actually called the police station and asked for them to arrest him. Oh my like God. she reported all of these things, but she didn't request they do anything. It took him like, Oh, he saying, took him saying the words. Yeah. Saying the words. And also like that is legit criminal threatening. Like that is another that charge. Is text, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. You should be freaking arrested. Yeah. He shouldn't even be calling her like for any reason at all. No, no. And so Buck, though, was known in the community, and it was just one of his mood swings. We're not going to do anything. Oh, my God. Don't worry. The police department continually told her, like, come back another day. It's just one of the mood swings. Literally once they were like, yeah, we're not going to do anything because the guy who does this case is on vacation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Torrington, Connecticut, those officers had it coming. Like, I do not feel bad that all of this wrecked their shit. That is horrible. So... If you were wondering, this absolute badass machine of a woman in the middle of all of this in April of 1983 put herself through legal classes so she could file her own divorce. Are you kidding me? No, she's a fucking badass. What a badass. She's literally got like housing instability. She's a single mom raising like a toddler, Max. He's literally two. Yeah, she's working her ass off. She's doing the damn thing. And she's taking classes so she can make sure that she protects him further. Yeah. She's, oh, I love her. So oh, I just want to give her a hug. I know. Like, I literally want to give her a hug and like a little kiss on the nose and like get her a tea. Like, oh. so after five failed attempts of getting protection from the police after reporting every incident, leaving and trying to get a court-ordered protection, Tracy finally filed for a restraining order that got granted in May. Okay, and how many years has this been? So or it's is been it a year. A year. Yeah. Of so of the taunting, of the threats. Mm-hmm. Twelve months. And okay. he would break into the apartments. He would come and harass her everywhere she went. He would harass their friends to tell him where she was and like at some point, they were like, dude, we're not telling you. Like, we know what you're doing. Yeah. No. And he would still find out. She would still call the police. And they would still be like, get over it. Oh you're married. God. And this is now they're one year into the two years good behavior. Huh? And he's not had good behavior. No. Nor has there been any repercussions for that. Okay. Good. So this was on May 6th of 1983 that Tracy got this restraining order. Okay. I'm just saying this because it's so close to the incident that happens. Okay. So May 6th, 83. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, something we should note here. Domestic violence and intimate partner violence is incredibly dangerous for a variety of reasons. Like we were saying before, domestic violence and these intimate partner violence crimes include a pattern of behavior where the abuser gets ramped up until there is an incident of abuse, after which, like we were saying, there's this period of like doting gestures and affirmations and just love bombing, ensuring like it'll never happen again and I love you. And sometimes it's even really victim blamey, like, oh, if you hadn't brought me a sandwich not the way I liked it, then I wouldn't have hit you. But I love you so much. I'm willing to look over it. Like, yeah, that I'm, kind I'm willing of to look past your shortcomings because I'm amazing and you suck. Yeah. Basically. And God forbid you didn't put the right amount of mayonnaise 
on my BLT. Yeah. And you're lucky to have me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the, those are the mind games they play. Yeah. And this abuse is all about control and it's the most dangerous time to be in abusive relationship when you're leaving. And that's because the taking away of the control from the abuser is what's going to set off anything. Yeah. Right? She's taking her control back and they'll stop at nothing to make sure they have it. Right. And you know, I was just saying, read my college professor's quote, uh, women commit crime to gain power. Men commit crime to keep power. Yep. You know, it's not true in 100% of cases, but it's pretty damn true in these incidents. Buck is no different than the men that we talk about there. So on June 10th, 1983, just five weeks after getting this restraining order, Buck shows up at Tracy's doorstep. He knocks, he pounds, he shouts, demanding to see Tracy. And Tracy did exactly what she was supposed to do. She Stayed stayed inside. She called the police and she requested that now, if nothing else, he finally be arrested because not only is he not supposed to see her on that conditional release, is he supposed to have good behavior, but now she has a fucking restraining order. And he's probably got a certain amount of feet he's not supposed to be within her apartment complex in Mm -hmm. general. Oh, absolutely. And so she calls and the police came after like mm, 25 minutes. They sit in their car. They don't even get the fuck out of the car. They just like do a drive. They're just watching. No, they park. Uh, They're there. They're just in the car. uh, And Buck's threats grow, obviously, and eventually frighten Tracy to the point that she goes outside to convince him not to hurt her or take CJ or anything like that. So here's how Tracy recounts it. I found an interview with her. It's like 1.20 p.m. June 10th. It's probably hot outside. It's the middle of the afternoon. Okay. The kid's actually probably taking a freaking nap because he just ate lunch, right? Yeah. So this is a quote from her. She says, he's yelling, get your fucking ass down here or I'm coming up. As she approached him in the yard, she saw a police car driving up the street 20 minutes after her call for help. Buck turned around and looked and said, you called the cops? You called the fucking cops. And she says, I saw him reach into his back pocket and it dawned on me. I knew he carried a knife. I tried to run, but bumped into a parked car, and it slowed me down. Tracy was grabbed by the hair by Buck, and in his oh. left hand was the Buck knife that he always carried. The oh next thing God. she knew, quote unquote, he was all over me. A cop is watching. A cop is fucking watching in the fucking car. Oh. Does not get out. My God. Does not so she's being dragged by her hair. Uh-huh. And he has a knife. Uh-huh. Did he stab her? Oh, yeah. hmm Oh, good God. CJ, the two-year-old, is inside as well. And he's literally hiding and watching this, oh. mind you, as Buck grabbed Tracy by the hair, threw her to the ground, and he stabs her in the chest, neck, and throat. Oh, my God. Reports say that she was stabbed over 20 times. Now... This is happening outside. Yes. The kid can see from the window looking down. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I have to picture it in my head. The cop is across the street in a car that's parked okay. watching. And can he, does he have a full view of this or do we, or oh, do we yeah. know if it's maybe like there's something in front of it and maybe he should have, I don't know, gotten out of the fucking car mm-hmm. to like but, see anything yeah, to confirm it. But I'm just, I can't imagine someone being stabbed and them just not moving. If I, someone yells, you called the fucking cops and then pulls out a uh-huh. knife. You're not, you get out of the fucking car. He should have been out of the car. The se- like, It should have yeah. been car and park out the door. Mm-hmm. That's what it should have been. Nope. No. So again, I'm just going to say she was stabbed 
over 20 times. That's what the court document said, so that's what I'm going with. I have seen reports of 13, but I always see 13 in reference to her scars, so I don't know if that is solely what scarred, um, but I'm going with the court document that seems reliable. Sure, yeah. So Tracy recounts being on the ground bleeding profusely, and she hears Buck run into the apartment. Oh, and my she's God. stressed that he's going to kill CJ. She said... I heard him say, I killed your fucking mother. Oh. Because she's on the ground. She's stabbed. Like, her neck has at least three slices in it. Jeez. And, and that so poor baby. I mean, I don't like, yeah, two years old, whatever. Like, I know that that's young. I don't think I have memories from when I was two years old. I barely have memories from, like, <laughs> a week ago. <laughs> three weeks ago, yeah, of, like, all of that. But I feel like something that traumatic. Mm-hmm. Whether you remembered or not, like that's that's going to rewire your brain. Like that that is trauma brain. That is survival mode. That will adjust how that kid grows up. Now it gets worse. Oh. Eventually, by the way, the officer did get out of his car and he took the knife away from Buck. Do you want to know how he took the knife away from Buck? Did he ask him to hand it to him? No, he waited for Buck to drop it and then he kicked it away from him. Um, it was like no 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 do what you're doing okay because like that was grounds for like gun drawn Mm -hmm. like drop your weapon you just tried to murder this woman and now you are trying to what abduct this child yep seemingly that he still has a restraining order on by the way and holding the knife what to the kid also to probably like come with me or whatever scooping him I think the knife was I think he dropped the knife before he ran up Oh, my God. Covered in blood going to pick up mm-hmm. this kid who's going to cover him now in his own mother's blood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, again, though, you know, it's not like they fucking arrested him or anything. They didn't arrest him for this? Oh, not yet. They do eventually, but I am. Is this from like a horror movie? I don't think no, this is real. This is real. This is fucking awful. And so. All right. Even after the fact, when Buck kicked Tracy in the head multiple times in front of the police officer. After she's been stabbed? Yeah. Kicked in the head. Sitting in a pool of her own blood in her own front fucking lawn. After doing everything right. She does everything she right. She followed all of the rules. She removed herself from the situation. She what she called the police. She got the restraining mm-hmm. order. She still kept a roof over her son's head. She she uh, fucking put herself through classes so that she could file for a divorce because she couldn't afford an attorney. Like... Are they still Machine married at this time? No. So she filed for that divorce in April. Okay. So and it did. it's June. Okay. And then she got the restraining order in May. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. I feel like you said that. And I, well, it's I'm hard distracted just because by, there's so much, you I'm know, distracted by the fact that she's, this is such literally dying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then after Buck gets away to run in and grab their son, because he was able to run in and grab their son. He comes back out with CJ, puts CJ on Tracy's limp body, and he kicks her in the head again. Oh, if I'm remembering right, he then stomps on her neck and breaks her neck with the kid on her. After she's been sliced and stabbed over 20 times in her front lawn with a police officer in the front fucking lawn at 1 p.m. Broad-ass daylight. Broad-ass daylight. My God. I don't have words. No, it's fucking awful. 
And so at this point, finally, three more police officers come to the scene. This is like 45 minutes after she called. Oh, my God. And so they let Buck roam around the crowd and finally call 911. But he's still free, like roaming. Like he's talking. He's like chatting it up. You mean like call like for more backup? No, like call 911 so that Tracy, who's like bleeding out, can get help. They didn't do that yet? No. I thought that was a given. Nope. Yeah. No, Tracy reports it like this. She said, Buck came back outside with CJ in his arms and delivered the boot stomp that broke my neck. During the trial, testimony showed that the officer who responded had just arrived as Buck was stabbing her. The officer left Buck alone and without restraint as he locked the knife in the trunk of his cruiser after he dropped it. Buck, meanwhile, went into the apartment, grabbed his son, came back out and delivered her full force of his 171 pounds in a crushing blow to her face and neck. She has her blood in his boot print on her face. Oh, I I don't. Uh, what the it fuck? took 40 minutes after law enforcement arrived for Trace to be put in an ambulance. And only only once she was on the fucking gurney and Buck threatened her again in front of them on the fucking gurney. That they took him into custody. She is like minutes away from death. And it was his words, what, on the stretcher that did it? That's what did it? That's what, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? And so this is just fucking annoying. So I'm going to say this came from a report that somebody did as like an interview with one of the police officers. Okay. But this is back in the jail cell when they bring Buck back. Okay. They say that he called to his dad, the one phone call he was allowed to make. And he was yelling that he would finish what he started. And he swore revenge on his wife for sending him to jail in the, in the PD, in the fucking PD. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then this officer who brought him back and he was one of the 24 officers that were involved in the lawsuit he actually um left the department very shortly after this to become a state trooper like i'm sure he because he was awful left because he was disgusted with i don't the way think the case was, dis- was can- handled no 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 i think it just haunted him that he had to see this Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it just it makes you wonder, like, what was the training? What was that? Because, yeah. like, there there's bad in every single profession. Oh, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. We talk about a bunch of the, like that. That is what it is. I think in this, though, that is an entire depart. Like that mm-hmm. is. And I would feel awful for some of the good ones that oh, might yeah. have been there that probably were like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Like, who can you report that to? What can, what can you even do? You literally can't. It's like you need Batman. Like, even the fucking police department's corrupt here. And I'll say this. It does get better. Okay. And this is because of her fucking advocacy. But this is an atrocity. This is heinous. I mean, there's no other... W- I mean, that is just... I feel no guilt, no shame. There's no part of me that even feels the tiniest bit bad for putting out any of their names. The 24 officers that handled any part of this case can literally go find any other career because I don't trust them to handle a dog. I don't trust them to handle a rabid raccoon after this. Like, this is fucked. So, Buck gets charged and sentenced to eight years in prison for this. That's it? Eight. 
Okay. And I'm sure he serves what too? Well, it is a little better because naturally that actually wasn't the first amount of time. He was initially charged to 20 years and then complained when the jurors weren't told explicitly that they couldn't take anything negative from the fact that he didn't testify. Um, So then he got that appeal because I guess you should be telling your jurors not to do that. But also this man fucking stabbed his wife. Well, ex-wife. He he can afford attorneys for all these appeals Mm -hmm. and everything like that. And she had to put herself through classes just to get divorced from this monster. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, he's a piece of shit. Okay. Um, By the way, he has not expressed any remorse ever for this. Yeah, he sounds like a solid guy. Yeah, no, super great. And so he did get that appeal and was given eight years instead of the 20. I think he should have been fucking in there for life. That's attempted murder. When are we going to start treating attempted murder like murder? Because that was the goal. That was the goal. The goal was to kill her. It doesn't matter that you got intervened, like that someone else stepped in and stopped I you. I just wish attempt, like, I don't think it should be treated the same, but I think attempted murder needs to be what it is. Attempted, like, you tried to take someone's life and you failed not because of your own devices. Yeah, not because you chose to stop. No, someone else intervened. I think that it should be treated perhaps like if there was a second degree attempted murder where you were going to and stop yourself. I'm fine with that being less. But if you are only unsuccessful because police have to stop you, you wanted to murder someone. That was the goal. I just I think eight years is um, a drop in the bucket for what should have happened. And she has to live the rest of her life knowing he's out there free. And he could at any point in time come back. He does have a restraining order against the city of Tor- like Torrington. He's not allowed to step foot there. But uh, we saw how that worked. I was going to say... Um, yeah, he pays really close attention to those pieces of paper, huh? Mm-hmm. He cares a yeah. lot. And so... Yeah, laws are great for, like, the law-abiding people who, are, like, see that and are deterred by that. But people who don't give a shit... Yeah. Restraining order or no restraining order, they're going to do what they want. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Okay. Literally. So, <sighs> regardless, Tracy spent months, like, eight months in the hospital after this. Mind you, she's in her 20s. She's a baby. Oh. She's a fucking baby. And this was what? You said 83? Yeah. Okay. So she is what? Maybe 23? 22? Yeah. Max 22. Oh my God. Yeah. And so she was permanently partially paralyzed. Oh. Due to the, the neglect of those that were supposed to protect her and because of all of the damage done to her neck. Oh, my, he stomped on it and mm-hmm. her face. I mean, she she's just lucky to be alive. Yeah. She was told that she was going to be a quadriplegic. And she said, the fuck I am. And she learned to walk again. Okay. She is such a fucking badass. Like, real life superhero shit. And so, the next year... In 1984, Tracy sues this fucking city. Oh, she should. And she was the first woman in America, actually, to sue a city over violating her individual civil rights. And she won. Okay. So even though she won two, I think it was $2.3 million in the initial lawsuit. That's nothing. No, it's, first of all, it's fucking nothing. I'm sure that barely covered medical bills. I mean. She was in the hospital for months. That's not cheap. And 
it wasn't even that much because she was like, fine, I'll fucking settle for 1.9 because the police department, I don't know where the fuck they got the balls. They were going to appeal it. I was like, do you see all of the same evidence that I see? Oh, my God. So she ends up getting $1.9 million, but I did want to just state the following from the reason given in the suit. And it was, this is all a quote. The evidence showed that police protection was fully provided to persons abused by someone with whom the victim had no domestic relationship. So if you're acquaintances, friends, strangers. But the police consistently afforded lesser protection when the victim was a woman abused or assaulted by a spouse or boyfriend or when a child was abused by the father or stepfather. So basically, this was a civil rights case and she Mm -hmm. won because if she had been somebody else to like in relation with the offender, they would have protected her. Like if that was a rando on the street, they would have been all over that. But because they knew they were married. They did less. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh. no, it's just, it's it's your ex-husband. He's that's, not going to. That's, be- that's between. Yeah. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's a home matter. So Buck is out of prison today. He has dropped the nickname Buck and he's gone back to Charles. He's remarried with another child and reportedly doesn't drink. I would like to believe that his violence is behind him. And even his neighbors have reported seeing no evidence of any abuse, which after learning about the story, I would hope they'd be on the lookout for. That being said, my patience really does not go far with him. He says he doesn't want to hear about the case. Um, To which I say you're allowed to grow, but you're not allowed to condemn news and the consequences of your own actions. Like, grow the fuck up. Take some responsibility. You nearly killed a woman, and you would have killed a woman if it was your way. And from all accounts, he does seem to have turned it around, but he has offered no effort of any kind of restitution. He's shown no remorse. He has not apologized. The closest thing we got to it was in the courtroom. The last thing he said was, I'll leave you and CJ alone. Tell my son I love him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Funny way of showing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I'm fucking over that. He's also, like, done nothing to make this wrong right. No. Like, he doesn't do anything to, like, stand up against violence. He's not like, look, I had this issue that led me to do this awful, terrible thing that I'm going to regret forever. Maybe I can make it up by doing something in the community raise awareness yeah, do no. a fun no not nope. a fucking thing and then he's like he has the fucking gall to be like i don't want to hear about it okay she didn't want to have to live her life disabled but you did that she didn't want to have to be nearly beaten to death but you did that like so does she have to use a wheelchair now or no so she did learn to walk again okay she made that work but the way she does it she has like limited mobility mobility in all of her limbs so i'm gonna get there i want to make sure that i say it right but one of her sides has no sense like all of the nerves are damaged so she has no senses there and then the other one she has limited senses but less mobility okay so the one with no sensory like nerve endings she can move better but still not great which i'm sure is still a lifetime of pain it is nerve damage is no joke yeah and and that's her whole body her whole at the age of 22 Mm -hmm. and she's what in her 50s now yeah yeah and so tracy is now remarried as tracy modizic and she is doing great 
oh it's so uh it's like one of those like full body chills like relief that she just has is living a good life she um, made it through to the other side yeah lucky to survive and despite having her throat slit in three places and her neck broken and deemed a quadriplegic who would never walk again she did learn to walk she learned to eat again she I, learned to speak again i love when people are given really it a, a heartbreaking diagnosis right mm-hmm. what life as you knew it will not be the same right and being told like you'll never have mobility like you'll never be able to walk that that changes everything yeah every bit about your future you might not even be able to get into your house if you have a front step after that you know what i mean and i just think how cool it is and how like i always i don't like when like sometimes like medical professionals like slap a label on this and like this is all you'll ever be this is all it'll right. ever, ever do it's like let's like don't give false hope yeah but but let's don't limit them but yeah don't don't i don't know i just always get like concerned when people get like overdiagnosed or like mm-hmm. things are maybe exaggerated just so maybe they don't get their hopes up but it's like right okay no let let's give this a shot let's there's she we can try literally said the, the human body won't yeah she i mean granted her cadence is a little weird she drags her right foot behind her like she does not have mobility yeah, in her, that leg her gait is not going to be no. what it was and of course that causes other issues in your body her hips are all fucked her back hurts all the of time of course but like she's walking she got stomped in the face and neck unable to move after being stabbed 20 times and she's walking like i'm just a fucking badass and so she has fully championed over this shit like disability and trauma even though they're both going to touch her life forever she's just like i don't know to me this is like the best outcome that it possibly could be for her so like I was saying, she has, okay, here it is. She has limited control on her right side, but she has sensory there. So her nerve damage wasn't bad enough that she can't feel anything on the right. Okay. And her left side, she has no senses, but she has a lot more control over. Okay. It's still not 100%, but it's better. I hope I hope she was a lefty. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, your dominant, like, it. Yeah. I would much prefer having the most mobility in my dominant that like, I can like brush my hair or I can write. Drive. I'm just yeah. thinking like writing alone would that would change the game if I really couldn't use my right arm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so her now husband Michael um is actually really sweet. I love every interview that I've heard of Michael. Oh. And w- I don't know, this one just kind of warmed my heart cuz he was like even when she's doing dishes now like he'll have to turn down the water temperature cuz she can't feel the scalding water on her left hand. Oh. And so he'll just like make it a little bit cooler and like champion her to keep going you know oh and cj why don't you say damn babe i got the dishes go sit down <laughs> Look, sorry i'm sure there's plenty of that too. <laughs> don't get me wrong he seems no, like that's awesome. an absolute angel like she deserves nothing yeah. less nobody deserves anything less but she deserves a fucking win like she ne- she gets a partner she needs a teammate and so um she said that when she remarried cj was 10 they even changed cj's last name to modizik like hers you know um so fully adopted fully adopted he has like a loving family but he's named after that i know piece of shit 
But if there is one thing we know about being raised with, you know, people who are violent or people who have substance use disorder the way that Buck did, we are not out of the dark with CJ. CJ has been arrested a few times for um, drug possession, and he was arrested once for having a firearm while on probation. It seems like his drug issue might have been stimulants, so, you know, not a downer like, you know, Charles Sr., but... Um, you, you know, Tracy and Michael, though, they are behind him 100%. They literally are in every courtroom with him. Like, it is heartwarming to see how even the struggles with substance use disorder, they're able to get through because there's just not that abuse. The violence isn't there. Yeah. And you can, re- like, substance use disorder is awful, and it's so hard to go through and watch people you love go through. But she's able to do that with him because he isn't an absolute asshat. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, he's struggling. He's not taking it out on other people. And she's alive and able to do that. Right. She was very close to... I mean, what would have happened to him had she not survived that night? Or that that literal... I, I'll, let me rephrase. That sunny, beautiful afternoon that yep. happened in broad daylight. But anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, like... What would have happened to him? Honestly, I want to feel like foster care would have been better for him and i know of the challenges in foster care you know what i mean but i think that a lot of excellent amazing foster families there are also evil cruel terrible oh that's a toss-up it's you never know and it was a toss he had a great mom and a terrible dad that's a toss you know what i mean i think buck would have like fought for him i think he would have done anything to keep that kid because all of it behind it he's like i'm not letting somebody else raise my son like let me get my kid like that's my family who's gonna tell him yeah i know literally (laughs) (laughs) well you didn't really raise him either so even in the two years he was there tracy was the one with him so i don't know and he's adopted by somebody else so yeah bye bye so i love that there's that support even though there's still those challenges tracy has seemingly been a beacon of hope for so many women who are victims of domestic and intimate partner violence ever since despite the fact that her attack initially left her that quadriplegic and she did learn to learn like walk again and do life again her physical condition really isn't good like i was saying her right leg drags behind her and she uses her working ligaments to help the other ones look more like they're working um she has been reported saying like sometimes she'll wave to people and she has to like think about making her hand wave in the same way so that oh, both yeah. of them are waving, but she can't feel it. So she has to, like, look and make sure it's happening. Um, she says she's afraid to think about the future with her health because, obviously, it's not going to get better, really. Um, even her shoulder, like, was out of pot, like place, and it has never been able to be set right oh, just because goodness. of the significant damage done to her body. She says her back constantly hurts and the balance issues she faces means even taking out the trash can be a risk for a fall that she wouldn't be able to get up from on her own. With all of these disabilities, she has just fucking championed. And Tracy went to therapy for a really long time and says that she thought it was so pertinent to her healing. She recounted how necessary it was, especially as new signs of the trauma come up. So like an example of this was she found out she had throat cancer. And she had to get the throat cancer removed. And when they removed it, they found slices, slices of her thyroid in different places because he hit it when he slit her neck. Oh, my God. They, like, found it behind her collarbone, I think. Oh. Yeah. Like I'm looking at photos of her and... 
she's beautiful and you yeah. can you can see her scar like you can yeah. see her neck and since I 22 mean, just just horrible and i'll say this tracy god she's just such a badass she says that she kind of wants to go back to school to become a therapist because it was so influential for her oh. and she got a new policy put in place known as the Thurman law. And this is actually commended for being one of the most effective intimate partner violent laws out there, which is awesome. And today the police even give victims a card of services that they offer to victims. Like there is always intervention when there's abuse and violence and it is freaking, it's just such a fucking win going from what she had to this. Yeah. Like amazing. And so today, uh, Tracy has volunteered at the Susan B. Anthony Project for a long time. This is a Torrington, Connecticut-based domestic violence agency and emergency shelter. The project literally opened only months after her attack. And so she just always says, like, she wishes she had that to help her. Yeah. And so she's given so much time and energy there. And, you know, I'm pulling an alley here, and I'm just ending this with a call to action from Tracy and also some places that you can donate or look into if you're also interested in those same causes. Oh, it's because it's a Thursday, huh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Got to end the week on a high note. So Tracy says that society has to learn to view women as equal and not objects and to view intimate partner violence is as horrid and despicably as we view something like drunk driving. She says that kids need to be taught in school that violence is wrong and how to break cycles of abuse. And this is my favorite part. She says, until that happens, we'll be hearing more from Tracy Thurman. Oh. Which just makes me really happy. And then I said, oh, what a freaking badass babe. What a champion, though. I mean, she really. Yeah. That resiliency is incredible. It, and at such a young age, it was she didn't have a choice. No. And a two-year-old. And I don't know if it's just because. And I say, I feel like I say this a lot, which I probably sound weird. I promise I'm not. Um, I am very close with my parents. I'm very yeah. close with my mom. Yeah. To lose your mom at 17 years old. And then... And then to find maybe comfort in someone... I, I don't know why I feel like he's older. I didn't. I don't think you said he was. I don't think he's a lot um, older than her. I think he might be a little bit. But just to find someone taking care of her, maybe. I'm sure yeah. he was so great in the beginning because no one... Comforting. No one falls in love with the the mean asshole. Right. Right? They're nice in the beginning. It turns into that. You get... Yeah. It gets sticky. There's webs you can't get out of. It's not easy and to get out of that. Nobody is all bad. Or like you said, like you're not going to get into something if you're like this asshole beats everyone he's around. Yeah. Like I'm not going like to do that. Like if he hit her on her fir on their first date, there wouldn't have been a second date. That's right. Not usually how it works. But I'm sure all she wanted to do was talk to her mom about it. Yeah. You know, how different might it have been if she could have done that or you know what I mean? Or just other family. It's just awful. So young. And yeah terrible her, ugh. so if you want to help support a cause close to tracy's heart please consider donating to the susan b anthony project that tracy volunteers at um she at least did she might still be i'm not sure but the site will be linked at the end of my sources it's the sbaproject.org and there's a quick escape if you're worried but also a button to donate right at the top next to it so if you or anyone you love and care about might be at risk for domestic or intimate partner violence, I wanted to shed some light on some resources and options. First, there's always the hotline. You can call 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. 
You can also text the word SAFE to 88788. Also, with the hotline, there is a website called thehotline.org where you can chat online, find local resources, and get support. I'll also say the hotline and most domestic violence websites that offer support do have that quick escape. So either you click like an X button two times or it'll just say quick escape that you chat on, like click on. And usually it sends you to like a random ass Google page of like puppies or like it just closes the tab. But you do still have to take care of your own browser history. Do that. Be safe. Yes. Um, there's also the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. So that's NCADV, which lists a variety of resources for current victims and survivors of domestic violence. This includes legal help, housing help, child care, everything you can fucking think of. Check it out. It's going to be helpful. And lastly, knowing that unfortunately the two often go hand in hand, I've included Rain.org, which is the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network below in the notes. So those are actually all also linked in our highlight tab under resources too. So you can always get to the links that we talk about directly from there as well. And then just once again, you guys, please remember that if you or someone you know is leaving an abusive relationship, it is the most dangerous time to be in one. If you go to the hotline.org, as well as many local support sites for domestic violence, there's almost always a quick escape, like I said, but there's also almost always someone to help create a plan. In order to get out safely, it's so recommended to just figure out where you're going Get those important documents together, that social security number, your birth certificate, all of those things you need for a life and figure it out. You can do it. There are resources and the ATFTC fam loves you. So please be safe. Please be safe, you guys. And if anybody you know is going through it, definitely refer them to professionals, but also be supportive. If they go back, be supportive, but remind them that it's not healthy. It's not going to help them to be further isolated, but it's also important to remind them to be safe when they're getting out. Of course. So on that note, Tracy Thurman, now Tracy Modisic. Yep. The fucking badass. What a badass bitch. I feel like I still need a little bit of a reprieve after that. Yeah, it was rough, right? That was a tough one. But uh, I'm just so... What a badass. A badass. Like, honestly, she's probably my hero. Like, if I had to write a paper on a hero, it would probably be Tracy Modizic. I mean, just incredible that she not only survived it and, like, made sure that she was able to have her son and that he had as normal of an upbringing as she could do, given the circumstances, and then went on to get legislation passed and to, like, change the way that those cases are handled because of how poorly hers was yeah she could have just said to hell with all of it wash her hands of it like move far the fuck away yeah start over and never look back she still lives in torrington really yeah what a badass we're so close to you i know and (laughs) i'll say this she does say that she is scared that buck's out there so she does not have a lot of photos of herself up anymore she had a lot more before when he was still incarcerated but she says she doesn't really want him to know what she looks like, and I respect the fuck out of that. So anything we'll post will be from before and from, obviously, that's relevant. But I am so proud of her. And I was thinking, Allie came up with this idea for a reprieve the other day. 
that we could just share like some of our favorite YouTubers and like apps that make us calm and sort of ease some of our anxieties because I'm sure you're like us and we talk about this shit all the time. So we are anxious about this shit all the time. Absolutely. And we all need reprieves like most of the time. Of course. Do you want to do that? I would like to do that a lot. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, I might do a YouTuber or two and an app. Okay. Okay. Minor okay so mine are very like <laughs> specific only mm-hmm. because um i am who i am yeah and mm-hmm. if it's not true crime it's makeup for me it's just i yeah like watching those videos i just there's a, i lo- watch them a lot i think maybe in high school and college yeah and then they're like some, comforting yeah some youtubers like become your comfort youtubers so even if you're not like into that as much as you were like i'm right. I don't really like oh i'm gonna learn this technique or whatever like i just i throw shit on and go to work i mean that's yeah. just that's just what it is and um my wings are never even and that is just <laughs> the way that it is sisters um, not twins no they Me look too. again like i've said they look like they're getting like a divorce like they are they don't want to be near each other they're like running in different directions they're yeah i was gonna say mine are like estranged second cousins usually but yeah I get you. And like sometimes like one's like peeking back like you want to yes. and then it's like uh-uh. They're like not friends anymore. They're not speaking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there are some YouTubers that I just like they're just so drama free. Yeah. They're just so like pleasant. I've like kept up with their lives just because you yeah. watch them for like I don't know five ten years and like y- you learn things and one of those for me is Jessica Braun. Yes. So she is a girl after my own heart. She I think she's out in like I want to say Indiana. So Queen, Midwest a, Queen. Not a New you. England girl, but we'll let it slide. But I love Disney. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. Her and her family go to Disney a lot. Her husband, I think, is like a vacation planner. And like he has oh his own. Oh my gosh, ideal. He has like his own channel too, which I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched anything that he's put out. <laughs> but I just, he's on sometimes and I like him. And so like, they go and they like vlog and they have these two little girls. One I think is like maybe three and other ones like under a year old. Mm-hmm. And oh, they're the cutest little things. Ah. And sometimes like you get to see them and on our Instagram, I always like look at them and she's just drama free. She's never throwing shade at anybody. She's not. I love that. No one's being mean. Like it's just, I don't have the energy for that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't I don't want the chaos and the gossip and the whatever. I I could give a shit. I there's yeah. enough in my own life. Yeah. Like, I don't need I don't need like needless Yeah. Just like extra chaos. Like Yeah, my cortisol levels are high enough on their own. I don't need to add to it. Like I I worked really hard like focusing my own friendship circles and the things that I do right. to like focus on just peace and happiness and and all that drama has been removed and it's been amazing. It was like it, it was horrible before you, just, you don't realize it until you're out of it and yeah. her channel has always been that for me and like Ugh. her holiday content just like makes me happy mm. and so if you're into anything like that and you're a dork like i am um jessica I braun so i will i'm gonna have her stuff linked in here too i love it um one of my favorite youtubers is the cottage fairy okay uh she just makes like these cute ass little videos and it's she is young she's like in her 20s um, just got married she lives like in Washington and she just like her whole thing is like her frolicking around the woods she'll like pick up uh, wildflowers and make like wildflower tea or like honey and the whole video is just very cute and quaint and like a fairy tale-esque yes and it's very like cottage core and yes and I love her so much her name is Paula and she has had like family members on and recently um, she's had like 
you know, her husband on and she'll show her painting her little house and she just does like little cute paintings of like flowers around windowsills. Like she is so fucking cute and I love Mm -hmm. her and it's all very calming and relaxing. So like that's usually my end of the day YouTube. Um, It's just like, okay, I'll watch her frolic around and get some, you know, wildflowers or like make homemade ornaments for students and like cute little things like that. Um, And then nowadays she does more of like a vlog sort of like one on one where she'll just like share some of the things going on in her life afterwards. And I like that, although um, I'm really, really in it for the, the forest. And let's see. I really like the Cottage Fairy. And then the other YouTuber that I was going to give a quick shout out to was going to be Giddy Mary Johnson. Okay. She's so freaking cute. Giddy Mary Johnson. Johnson. And she is, I think she's from Denmark. I think I said earlier, actually, that she was from the Netherlands, but she's from Denmark. And she's just cute. She makes, like, fun little sustainability content. She does actual, like educated deep dives into the impact of certain things but also she's like a fashion little queen and so she always shares like fun tips on how to do fashion thrifted and secondhand and I love her so also very cute okay yes and she also recently got a house that she was decorating but I think she said they're gonna move again so I don't know I love her she's so fun okay I like it and in case you are not from Denmark and you have not heard the name Giddy Mary, it's G-I-T-T-E-M-A-R-Y. Okay. Spelled that wrong. G-I-T-T-E. Yeah. Okay. M-A-R-I. M-A-R-Y. Oh, Y. Yeah. Oh, okay. Normal Giddy. Like, normal Mary. Just Giddy. Okay. Okay. I spelled it Giddy, like. Oh, G-I-D-D-Y. Yeah. Got it. Giddy. Well, she is Giddy a lot of the time, so. Oh. She's cute as hell. Um. Okay. Another one of mine. Mm-hmm. She's first of all, she's adorable. Um, her name's Mariah Robinson. It's okay. Moriah, M O R I A H. Okay, just so you know, it'll every, everything will be linked anyway. I'm just writing everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very similar. Like it's also makeup stuff, but it's also like she does these really good gift guides. Ooh, cute! And so. Um, like for Father's Day and Mother's Day, she'll like always just like post these videos of like these really good things, and she always keeps an idea, an idea. No, she always keeps a good log and gives you ideas, um, like for different stores that are having sales or things. Cause like, oh, I, I'm that. a bag and shop, at you guys. Hell and, yeah! Oh my, I sound like a smoker. Like this, just I'm, I'm a, a bag. I'm a bag and shop, at you guys don't even. Anyway, I'm not buying it full price. I'm not buying that shit full price. <laughs> I got my coupons. But are you Scottish? Um, <laughs> I can say that because I am. Um, <laughs> and she. Like, post things, like, on Target, Walmart, a bunch of Amazon stuff, which I appreciate. Like, all of the, like, skincare. She does, like, like she also has stuff about, like, her protein smoothies that she makes. It's, like, lifestyle yeah. and stuff like that. And she has a, a baby. I think he was born uh-huh. earlier this year. He's the cutest little thing. And, that like, you just get baby giggle content, yeah. which is awesome, too. But she's also, like, building a house right now. And she, like, is, like, doing a follow-along through, like, the... The building process, which I just think is interesting because yeah. like, someday I hope that that's me and it's just cool to see that. And she's from North or South Carolina. Oh, cool. Okay. And a little Southern gal. Yeah. And I swear, like, ever since she had her kid, her mm-hmm. accent is just out there now. Like, before she sounded like me and I was like, oh, okay. Like, you, yeah. where are you from? You know, like, this sounds normal. But 
she has a baby and she's all south you that's know that's funny it's cute but that's she's cute. again drama free happy just doing her thing yeah if you're not into the baby stuff just because like you don't have them like i don't have kids so like yeah. i don't really need to know like what are the best baby toys or whatever <laughs> but like if i had someone who had a kid i would watch her videos because i trust her opinions i've gotten things that she's recommended before and i've loved him yeah i've enjoyed nice. it and she does like really good black friday and christmas stuff Ooh, so okay. like this time of year yeah is this time of year point. is pretty good okay love that well you guys i feel better yeah and i like talking about cute stuff and yeah. if you guys want to check that out please do it'll be good um we'll we'll have everyone's like name in there so you can look yeah. at the bottom of the the show notes so you can do that you can also while you're hanging out there you can also give us a little follow on our Hell, instagram yeah so yep. if you guys want to check out our instagram that's going to be at about time for true crime pod with periods in between every word say it with us a b o u t period t i m e period f o r period t r u e period c r i m e period p o d because podcast was too long too long we would love to see you there you guys can basically click through any of the highlights that you want to we have all of the resources Hell, we have yeah photos of the people that we talk about we have reprieve section in there so like memes baby memes funny stuff wholesome shit yeah uh we'll talk about like mental health resources we've Always. got places in there you'll get to see fun little things like when Allie and i had friends giving and i was sick as a dog um and my nose was super red in that photo because i had blown it all day but you only get that if you're following us so you do you only get, get to see that on in there and um and buy a sticker if you want to yes on our little red bubble and that is so exciting i'm so pumped that that's out there now we are we have gotten a lot of requests for merch which we just we're over the moon for and we yes. we appreciate it more than you know and stacy and Liv, we really hope that you enjoy your t-shirts yes. um but we are we have things in the works okay yes. we won't say much now not a time but you know what? If you didn't get a shirt, if you're not one of our two cool winners, um, you can buy a freaking sticker and put it on everything you own, my guys. You are still just as cool. Yeah. And we are working on, we promise, getting more stuff and more options. But please never hesitate. Send us a message. What would you like to see? Yeah. What don't you want to see? Like, oh, I'm totally over this. I'd love to see something cool yeah. that's like this. Or Stop putting out lanyards or some shit. You know what I mean? Just yeah. let us know your preferences because we're making it for us, but we're also making it for you. Yeah. We want, if you request a case or a certain topic, like it will happen. Yeah. We will do that. We like it. We love that shit. We live to please, if you will. So if you wanted to give us like a full list of that, you could definitely email us. Allie, where would they do that? You could. So you could email us at about time, the number four TC at gmail.com. So that would be <gasps> A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E numeric four TC at gmail.com. Right, I did not guys. need that much no. of a big breath. That wasn't the big that breath was not is as, the Instagram. Yeah, that the was Gmail's not as long. I had a lot of like <sighs> after that <laughs> left over. All right. Well, maybe you should get that looked at. Maybe. And maybe you should do that now. Maybe so I should. If I look at my clock, that was about, about time for true crime. Bye, Bye. guys.